watch cartoons We'll take a look back at where we've been So let's hop into our time machine Hello and welcome to another episode of Cartoon Time Machine. I am Scarlett. Time Katie. We're your animates and today we're trying out like a weird concept that I pitched to Katie uh, and they were not in the argumentative mood so we're going with it anyway. Um, God that's so true. I was just like sure. <laughs> essentially this is kind of like a mini version of Pitch That Reboot. Um, but with a more specific theme, and we're just going to do shallow dives into each of the concepts. And the theme for this uh, is inspired by the series Muppet Babies, which I find to be a very cute concept, taking your adult protagonists in the franchise and transforming them into babies for an entirely different tone of a show. Um, I guess you could also think of this as like a reverse all grown up, you know, where they took the show that was already about babies and turned them into slightly older kids. Yes, Katie? The modern example would be the Camp Coral, actually, now. Of turning fair. it into Muppy Babies. Oh I was like, God. can I pitch Spongebob? And I was like, no, they've done it now! No! You know, interesting. I hadn't really considered that. I mean, I guess they're, they are younger. They're not technically babies, but they are. I think it, Camp Coral absolutely follows in the same tradition. Yeah, they're like... Like... Six to ten range, I think, dependent on the character. Yeah, that looks about right. From I haven't seen any of the show, but I have seen the concept art. And by concept art, I mean what they've actually published. I'm not, like, on the show or anything. Um, but It's actually uh, not that bad. You've seen it. What, what do you, what, what I have seen episodes, and my review was, huh. I actually, I like the art style with how they're using it. And... You know, it's not as bad as I expected. I think what's nice about doing something like this, whether it's, you know, Muppet Babies or Camp Coral, uh, is that it really lets you get down to the bare essence of what all the characters are. Um, I think it's, it's good for long-running properties, like, you know, for the Muppets, uh, certainly for SpongeBob. Um, after they've sort of built up long enough history, you know, you get your sort of, you know, your flanderization, all the characters... Um, you know, become different versions of themselves. They become more exaggerated. There's more wacky hijinks trying to keep things interesting. Um, but changing them to a different age, you know, the characters at their core stay the same, regardless of what age they are. Um, but their outlook on the world is slightly different. So suddenly you have all kinds of new scenarios you can put them in. Um, and you really just created an entirely new tone uh, for your show uh, while still maintaining the elements that are at its core. Um, so I think this will be really fun, uh, Katie, to, to discuss some, some shows uh, that might benefit from this treatment. Um, would you like to go first? Is there one that you're thinking of? No, I'd like you to go first. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, well, the first one I was thinking of was Ed, Ed, Nettie. Um, that was on my list. Well, you, I gave you the opportunity to go first, Katie. You I did. I didn't think you'd steal not. my Ed, Ed, and Eddie after how you reacted the first time we watched it. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking about shows that I think would most benefit from this treatment, um, which sort of meant going into a well of shows that I didn't think were perfect already. And I, there are some shows that I think are perfect already that I'm also going to add to this. But 
uh, <laughs> I think uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, one of the reasons it didn't quite resonate with me is because they were all very jaded adolescents. Uh, but I think they're in And an you weren't a jaded adolescent? Well, I absolutely was. But I think you're still a jaded adolescent, I'd say. Yeah, in my mid twenties, I'm still a jaded adolescent. I should work on that. Um, <laughs> for Ed, Ed, and Eddie, um, they the 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 cynical nature of the show, I think, kind of graded on me uh, as an adult viewer. Um, and I I still think a little bit as as a child as well. I think it you know it was keeping me from you know making having it be one of my favorite shows. Uh, obviously, a lot of other people loved that tone, so. You know, original show is there for that. Um, but I think that Ed, Ed, and Nutty has a really fun sense of community to it. I love the environment of the cul-de-sac they create where all the kids are friends and they all have their own little cliques and communities, but they all build off each other and everyone sort of has their role. It's basically like a small town that's just ruled entirely by children, um, which I think is a fun, uh, a fun reason to age them down a bit. Um, and suddenly they're a little more hopeful, uh, a little more youthful, a little uh, less knowledgeable about the world. Um, and I think that there's more opportunities there uh, for the kind of shenanigans they can get into when they're, you know, say kindergarten or, you know, first grade age instead of, you know, 12 or 13, like most of them seem to be. Um, Scamming kids at that age is a lot funnier. Exactly. Like you have kind of a reverse stealing candy from a baby situation going on. Um, especially like the, the young kids that are even younger and even cuter. Uh, what's, what's the kid's name with the, with the retainer? Um, uh, the adorable Johnny. one. No, isn't Johnny the one with Plank? He also has the retainer. No, no, no. The, the little, the, uh, Sarah's uh, boyfriend. Uh. Like the yeah, super male kid. Jip, Jip. No, Jimmy was the bully. Um. In any case, I, I feel like there are a lot more opportunities uh, to, to see the sort of shenanigans they could get into at a younger age. Uh, it's also an opportunity to bring in more adults. Um, Ed Ed Nettie famously doesn't really have adults, kind of in that peanut style. And maybe you kind of want to maintain that. Um, or you do what Muppet Babies did and you sort of only see the adults from like the waist down because that's what they appear to for the very small children. Um, you can, you know, see them, see them in their, you know, preschool environment, getting into wars over nap time and various, various little kid shenanigans. Uh, I don't know. I just think, I think there's a, a world there in which this could be a very fun reboot without it really being the exact same show. You keep these fun personalities. You keep that great community of the cul-de-sac that they have established, that wonderful nostalgic feeling of a time before screens when kids would go outside. Did you find it? I was right, it is Jimmy. It is Jimmy. He's not the one with Plank. Who's the one with Plank? It's a great question. Johnny. Wait, 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 wait. So the little kid's Jimmy and the... Okay, I think we did say that. Okay. So it is Jimmy. Jimmy's the little one. Johnny's the Jimmy one. has the braces. Johnny has Plank. And what was the name of the bully kid? Because I thought that was Jimmy. No, isn't that like Kevin? Oh, maybe it's Kevin. Clearly, we need to rewatch the show or give it another shot every. No, you need to believe me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You said it was. You said Johnny. You said Johnny at first, not Jimmy. Eh, they're the same name. Because I, I <laughs> knew Johnny was the one with Plank. We can, we can look at the tapes. <laughs> I could have sworn I said Jimmy. You said Johnny, then Jimmy. So I believe. Ah. I, and I was, I was like, sort of like on board with Jimmy. I don't know. The, the audience. I don't know. Whoever's. 
They don't need this to rehash this again. <laughs> what was yours, Katie? Um, I'm going off of what show would be really cute to watch if they were babies, and my brain went Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Look at the tiny turtles. Oh my god, I want that. So I can't believe they haven't already done that. That feels like something they should have already done. I don't know if they have, and I've just uh, blocked it on my brain, uh, so I could come up with the idea. But you know, I like come up. I, we've talked about TMNT so many times. And at one point, we definitely read through all the iterations. Because, like, we determined that it reboots itself roughly every eight years, right? I, I feel like we came to that conclusion yeah. uh, in one of our episodes. Um, every generation has a TMNT. Every, every generation has, like, two TMNTs. You have the one you watch when you're a kid. And then you have the one when you're, like, slightly too old for it. But you're kind of still a little bit into it. Um, I think the one flaw, there's exactly one flaw with baby Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's you have to come to terms with the fact that these children are carrying weapons. Um, unless, unless you, instead of having weapons, they all have, like, babified versions of their of their weapons. Like, I can imagine, uh, um, is it, it's, it's Michelangelo who has the, uh, who has the nunchucks, right, Mikey? Mm-hmm. What if it was like that, but it was like two baby bottles tied together? It's like, like spin them around, like rat. <laughs> I see. I think that's the way to do it. I think you could have a really fun Muppet Baby esque little baby turtles uh, and Splinter being a good dad, a good single dad, because like he kind of has more of like a master relationship with them. Like still, still definitely father figure, dad stuff. Um, oh, you found a picture of? Is that like from like Vegan uh, Tart or something? Whenever they do, like, um, the origin story, it always shows oh, them in baby true. form. So I just pulled it from one of the better 2D animated ones, because of the 3D animated ones, they kind of get a little creepy, not going to lie. That, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. I feel like every time they show the origin, I mean, the image that sticks in my mind is them, like, as actual baby turtles, like, just, like, crawling slowly into the goo. I but almost showed that one. Mid, There's got to be a midpoint with that as well, right? Yeah. Big but anyway, turtles. Yeah. Like, like, Splinter is definitely always, like, the father figure, but, like, when the turtles are, like, basically adults. I know they're teenage, but they're effectively adults. Um, but when, when they're, like, little babies, like, he's actually got to, like, parent them and raise them. And I think that would just be a very funny thing to see Splinter, like, actually having to, like, can you imagine, like, teaching Donatello to read? Like, I think that would be a very cute scene. Yeah. I think you picked the best okay. one. It's going to be hard to top that. Baby turtles. Anything else to add to the baby turtles? No, I'm really just going to keep trying to one-up myself with what is going to be the dumbest concept or cutest. I'm excited to see what you come up with next. Um, to be honest, I was, I'm was i kind of cheating with my next one because it sort of half exists. Um, the next one on my list was Avatar. Um they made a series of like chibi shorts back when the show was first coming out, uh, which was was basically this. It was like the characters as like you know little little chibi anime kids like going to school and stuff like that. Um, but I think we could have a full series of that. You know, I mean, you know, we need we need more content for for streaming for Nickelodeon. Uh, I hope they don't make it CG, but they could. They got all of Avatar Studios now. Um, I would just, like, watch the heck out of a show that's 
our main characters from, you know, I, you know, you, you could mix them too. You could have it be both the original Avatar series and Legend of Korra. If we're just throwing canon out the window, these are little adorable non-canon episodes with our favorite characters as like young children or, or babies. Um, and they're all like, they all go to school together and they're all learning the elements together. And maybe Iroh's their teacher. Like that would be super fun. Or, or like he's their babysitter or something. And little baby Toph is, you know, super mad and just hurling rocks everywhere. And Katara is like being sweet and precious. And Zuko's that angry kid who has to go sit in the timeout corner a lot because he has a lot of feelings. <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I, I guess it's kind of sacrilege to propose any reboot of Avatar or any change to it, but I, I, I think that, like, the key to this is how, like, purely non-canon it is. Like, it does, it, we are, they're all the same age, they're all small children, they're in, like, a weird pseudo-modern environment, but, you know, maybe still with the trimmings of the fantasy world. Uh, and then they get up into little kid antics, and everyone likes little kid antics, especially when they have, like, magical powers and can hurt each other really badly if they get too upset this is a great concept i clearly i'm good with kids yeah okay okay we my got next it. one i'm going oh, to the I absurdities see. factors next the absurd i'm gonna bookend cute okay okay danny phantom mainly because i want a baby that has to deal with going into the phantom zone so your your proposal is Danny Phantom, but more traumatizing. Yep. I'm reading that correctly. The baby hiccups and it's suddenly a ghost for a little bit and then it hiccups and it's back in the real world. I don't remember how Danny Phantom works, but that's how I'm imagining it. I mean, he would just like shout, I'm going ghost. And that would be like his version of like He-Man's like by the power of a gray skull. And in baby form, it's hiccuping. That, I mean, that is a really adorable mental image. You, you got me there, Katie. It's so... He's got to deal with learning how to uh, control his baby ghost powers. Now, question. Does he only fight other baby ghosts, or is he fighting full-grown adult ghosts? Mm, they are baby ghosts. All right. I, again, is it uh, Danny Phantom with more trauma? Because I don't know if I want to see that many baby or child ghosts, because they are all dead, right? Like, I, I don't super remember all the Danny Phantom lore, but, like, Ghosts are dead people still, right? In my world, it's a multiverse, and they're just accidentally popping over from a dis different ghost zone. Highway to the ghost zone. So, <laughs> it's going to be a fun D&D &D campaign, uh, Miss Cradle Snatching. <laughs> That's fair. I am always looking for new D&D &D games that are just opportunities to make all of you play children. <laughs> You've got us to 12 so far. I can get you younger. I can get you younger. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I examine this in myself. Like, honestly, is there something fundamentally wrong with me that I should take a closer look at? No, I think you just miss your childhood. However, that's the worst soundbite ever to be able to be taken out of context. Wait, what? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Uh, go back about three sentences ago to what you were screaming about being able to do. Oh, I can make you younger? I can yeah. get I can you get, younger. yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's, uh... If, if you ever run for president, that's coming back to bite you, man. 
I have I have gone so far past the point of being able to run for president, Katie. There is so much out there <laughs> that would instantly disqualify me from serving in any public office. At this point, I'm pretty sure I couldn't be like the head of like the finger painting association at the local community college. Yeah, I was gonna say you couldn't get elected to the school board. That's for sure. Oh, definitely not after shouting that into the internet. No, no way, no how. I wouldn't want me around the children after this point. Oh, good lord, I might have kids one day. <laughs> that's dangerous. Ah. Yeah, I know, right? That's that's not a good thought. <laughs> well. <laughs> Is that anything else to add to the Danny Phantom idea now that we've gotten wildly off track? No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, I have a fun proposal, which okay, which weirdly definitely uh, it definitely tracks with the rest of this conversation. Um, but I'm going to pitch it anyway because I like the title I've come up for it, which is even younger justice. <laughs> it's just young justice, but they're all much younger. <laughs> Yeah, this really tracks for you. It really tracks. So here's the thing about Young Justice. It's technically been on the air for like 12 years now. Um, due to a lot of executive meddling and general BSery. Um, but that sort of has meant that the characters have like really aged up. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's still great. I'm still watching it. still delightful. Um, however, like... It definitely no longer fits the title of the show because most of these characters are now in their like mid twenties. Um, there's still some younger characters, but my proposal is we just we just take it back. We just de-age them all by like fifteen years, and we have like eight year old Dick Grayson Robin go into have shenanigans with ten year old Wally West, and they they solve like really low level crime, like they fight like the Condiment King, and like. All of those like wacky 1960s Batman villains that like aren't actually dangerous. But then they all go back to their cool clubhouse because they still have their cool clubhouse. And they like basically just kind of do Teen Titans Go, but maybe like slightly less Dadaist and absurdist and maybe a little more in the like tone of like, like said, Ed and Eddie, um, where they just sort of have their nice little community of friends and are just kids hanging out after school. But like, in it. I guess actually it's probably closer to like kids next door in that in that sense of that tone. Like they're not like young, young, but they're like, you know, in between eight and like eleven, like that general good elementary school range where like you have like some ability to like do things without your guardian around, but you still can't, you know, drive or do drugs or stuff. You know, the two things you can do in middle school, <laughs> driving and doing drugs. <laughs> I was a cool kid. I did what the cool kids were doing in middle school. I know things. You got bullied. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in turn, I bullied other children. The circle of life for a middle school girl is complete. <laughs> got it. So true. Um, so, so true. Hey, if anyone's out there listening currently in middle school, um, if you're being bullied and you're not bullying someone else to like get those negative emotions out, you're only doing half the circle and you should you should get on that. No, no, we don't endorse bullying here unless you're bullying your congressional representatives. No, I am I'm already not gonna be able to run for any office. So my first order as a person who is never gonna be electable to public office is I heartily endorse bullying. Everyone should bully everyone. Then it's equal. You were That's too that. busy on your bullying rant. You missed my great commentary. What was, what was your commentary? 
we don't endorse bullying here unless you're bullying your local representatives. Yes. Bully your congressmen. <laughs> Everyone give your congressperson a wedgie. I'd like to see that happen to some of them. Moving on. I'm taking your microphone away. I'm talking about my next weird one. Ben 10. Baby aliens. Ooh, wait. That does sound adorable. Yeah, that's all I had was baby aliens. I mean, that is... I mean, one of the nice things about, like, the Muppet Babies concept is that, like, you do get to experiment with a lot of different styles. It um, would just look really funny. And really, it would be... It, ben 10's art style... I don't love the animation, but I think for some form of animation, it would be maybe puppetry. A puppet, baby puppet aliens, man. I mean, that's Mixed pretty- media. I like the idea of mixed media Ben 10. Uh, ben 10's kind of like almost approaching that TMNT vibe where like every, you know, eight or so years it has a new I version. think we did the math. Ben 10 gets rebooted more. I, that sounds right. But it, they're, they're both on like, a very similar cycle. There was, but like Ben 10's been around for a lot, like shorter period of time, which mm-hmm. is why it's weird that it's gone through so many iterations. Like One of them starring Ashley Johnson. Was she Gwen? She was one in one of them, I think. Probably. Once again, you are proving your superpowers to tie every single episode back to Critical Role somehow. Nice Someone do a count. Have I done it in every episode? Because if so, hell yeah. So eventually we'll have a large enough fan base that we'll be able to like get like a super cut together. And it will just be all the times you mentioned Critical Role and all the times I went, oh, you're referencing Critical Role again. And then we hey. can like... Now you understand some of the references, so you can't complain anymore. That's true. Now now that I'm, like, rapidly approaching the end of listening to Campaign 1 of Critical Role, I have to, like, go back through the podcast and see all the little sneaky references you were sliding in there without me noticing. And now you'll be able to watch Campaign 2. It never ends. One day I'll have free time again, but... No, it's actively going on right now. I'm recording this podcast instead of watching a live episode. This is what I do for this podcast. And we appreciate your sacrifice, Katie. Thank you. So my pitch is mixed media Ben 10 babies. You know, we haven't had like a puppet animated show in a really long time. Like a... No, I'm... Like like, we need puppets. I like puppets. SpongeBob was one of the best, I think, in terms of actually in the early seasons mixed media gags. Oh my God, the popsicle stick scene will live with me till I die. I want it played at my funeral. I, I will note that. I, if, if, if you die before me, I will make sure that's played at your funeral. The other guests will be very confused. But Every time I go to the beach with my father, we reference that episode. Because they call the seagulls rats with wings. Why are you rats with wings? So we yell at the seagulls and tell them rats with wings. Aw, that's so wholesome. I love that. I was trying to do a Mr. Krabs, but I've done too many accents tonight that that just happened instead. Yeah, that was I love you, Clancy. Irish. <laughs> I don't like how you were looking up to heaven to talk to Quincy Brown. He is, he is still kicking. No. no, I know he's alive. I'm looking up to him because he's a god. Got him a man. I mean, that's, all, that's fair. If anyone, if anyone deserves to look down on all of us from heaven, it's Clancy Brown. Um, like We played Surtur that one time in, in Thor, so he kind of played the devil already. He also played a great detective. And Detroit become human. That's Clancy. Oh. That's Mr. Krabs. 
we've gotten to the point, Katie, where anytime you make any kind of reference that I don't get immediately, I just assume it's critical role and have to ask you if you're now spoiling it for me. No, however, uh, tying back to our Legend of Vox Machina podcast, uh, our guest Caleb and I really pulling for Clancy Brown to be a, a evil character eventually. We will offline. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll, I'll go to the, the absolute last one on my list, um, which ties into uh, the last episode we did. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, I thought you were coming up with that one. Okay. They're already pretty young. Can, and I know they had one episode where they were babies. But I, yes. that episode was really strong. And I think it would be very funny to see a full series that's that. Can I pitch my final thing because it goes with this? Yes, please do. Please I do. was I was not going to pitch a Phineas and Ferb babies, but I was going to pitch a spinoff from Phineas and Ferb. Only baby Perry the platypus. Okay. Okay. I, I'm not against that. I mean, my, my pitch for baby Phineas and Ferb absolutely included baby Perry. So this is I good. just want baby Perry. I want Phineas and Ferb to be the side characters. <laughs> I want baby Perry's adventures of becoming a secret spy. How did he get involved? I mean, what were his first missions? That's, I mean, that's real. like, making him the main character, I think, would be, like, the stroke of genius that this show needs. Um, because we know from, I, I know the deep Phineas and Ferb lore, um, Perry is a, a, a secret agent from his babyhood, like, canonically. He's at the shelter with all the other spy animals, and uh, Carl is there dressed as the shelter lady, um, you know, fostering out all the baby animals that are will later be secret agents in OWCA. So, like, they absolutely, I mean, there's also some dark places we could go to for this, that they're recruiting baby animals for their- I'm not pitching fight. to the CW right now. I know, I know. So we'll only go to the happy places, but, like, Baby Animal Spy Academy sounds like an amazing series. Like, a lot of the things that we pitched today have been kind of jokes, but now I'm actually really wanting to see this. I think there's just you. so much to do. All of mine have been super serious. I need to be hired right now in Hollywood. My talent is pitching dumb TV shows that are actually kind of good. Please hire Katie in Hollywood. I, I need another friend out here. I live in a trash city and I need more friends to make it better. CW, I've got so many ideas that might save your channel. Riverdale was just canceled. Now's your opportunity. Go. I have ideas. Go out to Hollywood, just a, a young ingenue with a suitcase in one hand and a dream in the other. And the suitcase is full of terrible ideas. I'm going, I've got my pitches. I've got my suitcase. You're Got ready my to plans. Go. Come I'm going to go here. save the CW. <laughs> I think the CW hey. would benefit from having more baby shows. I think. Oh, I'm not pitching these to the CW. I'm pitching these to Nickelodeon. That's fair. I think, yeah, most of these are Nickelodeon energy. I I, I feel like as perfect as our, our baby Phineas and Ferb spinoff is, I feel like it's just very much not the direction Disney animation is going in right now, which is kind of a shame because that's a really fun concept. Uh, I can just. Think of all the cool baby gadgets they'd have. And I mean, the the, the first missions with Doofenshmirtz had to have been great, right? With Perry being like a very small... How did they become lovers and enemies? Can we just remove lovers from the equation while we're talking about the baby version? Like, 
I, I feel like canonically Perry is probably only like six years old, but like let's not let's not examine that too deeply. It's not that kind of lover. Lovers and they admire each other's area of work. That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate you avoiding the word body of work there, but you know. So those are our pitches. Hope you um, enjoy. This is our whole episode because Scarlett really likes uh, young characters. You make it sound so creepy. <laughs> I swear I'm normal. Like if you guys met me in real life, and many of you had, because most of our listeners are just our real life friends. I'm not a creepy person. I just come off that way on the internet. <laughs> 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 this whole episode is a smear campaign against you. A little bit, a little bit. But I do kind of want that on a sticker now. <laughs> I'm not a creepy person. I just come off that way on the internet. <laughs> ah, that'll be your birthday present this year. <laughs> or that'll be our first line of merch. <laughs> I mean, imagine us opening a Tweet merch. Tweet at us if you want merch that. for, I'm not creepy. I just come off that way on the internet. <laughs> I think I think we have to end the show there. We're kind of not going to peak that. I think that's basically <laughs> the best thing any of us have ever done on this show. Yeah. So We're ending the podcast so now. It's been great. It's been great. This is our swan song, everybody. We're going out in a high. A real high. <laughs> we made it over 69 episodes. That's what matters. Nice. <laughs> See, see above, I'm not a creep. Anyway, we're going to pop back into our cartoon time machine and I'm going to rethink my life. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Katie. We're your animates and we will see you next time. Wee-woo, wee-woo, wee-woo. Oh no, it's the cops.